Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates, 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J, presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. You can't dispute the facts, Big J. The state of Idaho's population has grown over the last couple years. Agree or disagree? Yeah. And as that population has continued to grow, it has affected home prices. But guess what? things could be starting to normalize. Now, uh, it is important that you take this into context, the information I'm about to tell you, but in May of this year, the median sales price of a home in Ada County was over $600,000. Now, last month, that price dropped to $592,000. That marks the first time in almost eight years we have gone down from median pro home values from one month to the next, which is a pretty significant amount of time. But that number, that $592,000, it's still 13% higher than it was this time last year. So home prices are still very, very yeah. expensive, but they went down for the first time month to month in a very long time. Houses also now sitting on the market for an average of 20 to 24 days, which is a little bit more normal for house listings than it was where, you know, you could sell your house before it was even listed. Blink an eye. Right. I mean, it was insane. It's a pretty big change. And around last year, it was uh, the median time that they were on the market were a couple of hours. That's crazy. So that puts a little bit extra pressure on potential home buyers as well as home sellers. As we get down into crunch time, just knowing that things are moving as quickly as they were. But for those that are hunting for homes, that means more selection is available, at least a little bit more realistic opportunity for you to get the house. You don't have to go into a pricing battle or whatever. But it's still fairly expensive to get a home here in the Treasure Valley than what it was the last decade or two. Tiger Woods was critical yesterday of the players who have joined that Live Golf Series. He was talking ahead of the British Open and said that uh, he, to those that have joined, quote, I disagree with it. I think what they've done is they've turned their back on what has allowed them to get in their position. And he also said that what these players are doing for guaranteed money, that's the incentive to practice. What's the incentive to go out there and earn it in the dirt? So he's calling everybody out for chasing the money. I'm not sure if Tiger Woods has any, any place in taking the moral high ground in any subject, but he's going to try here. And say the people are turning their back on the PGA. Uh, do you care about this? Do you feel like there should be some sort of loyalty to these PGA golfers to this particular tournament and not be joining the live? Uh, I mean, pff, they can do what they want. They're not going to. I mean, they want to take the money. Fine. But uh, it's going to drastically affect their golf career. I think so, too. I just don't think, you There's know. There's no ranking. They're not in the rankings anymore. No. So that is going to mean that if they ever decide to come back, it's going to take 
uh, whether they're welcomed back or not is another thing altogether. But what Tiger Woods is saying is right. It doesn't matter how they perform in the live golf tournaments. It doesn't matter if they practice or not because they're guaranteed money. What's the incentive to go out and, you know, be the best you can be if that's the competition landscape and you don't have to. We've seen sometimes what professional athletes end up doing once they get a big contract. I mean, the next couple of years aren't that great for performance. And, you know, that's understandable when you get a big chunk of money. Sure, sure. But I also don't blame some of these players for for doing that, for a little bit more, you know, consistency in their lives. But I feel like the biggest, you know, hurdle is that, you know, nobody cares about this. It's not on TV. It's on their YouTube channel. That's it. So you're not you're not certainly not getting the exposure. You may be getting the money in your bank account, but it's difficult for you to continue that career or even make a noticeable career. If, you know, if a tree falls in the forest kind of situation is where we're at with this thing. Big J, The White Lotus is coming back for season two on HBO. The very popular uh, short film series is coming back, and only a couple people are reprising their role. They want to turn this into a little bit more of an anthology series. Jennifer Coolidge is one of the stars of the first round. Former guest of the morning after Steve Zahn was on there. Alex Daddario, who you're a fan of, was a part of the show, and it got a bunch of awards, a couple of nominations yesterday in the Emmys, and a bunch of notifications about the show, and Jennifer Coolidge is talking about it next. Now, she received an Emmy nomination for her performance in season one, and she's excited to get her first ever nomination, but also the fact that Tanya is one of the few characters that are coming back for White Lotus season two. Uh, it's called Sicily, and if you are familiar with the first one, they, it's about a basically a resort town that things go haywire in, and apparently uh, that re- the, the vacation fun will continue in season number two. Uh, she does say it's even more complicated than the first one. Didn't think the first one was overly complicated. It was weird. Not sure it had a point, but I wouldn't call it overly complicated. But you can check it out if you have HBO Max. It's still streaming there. We'll talk about the Emmy Awards a little bit later on today. That is Bush Everything's Zen here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. I'm not going to say it's a regular occurrence, but there's a tendency, Big J. Uh, one of your personality traits is to be steadfast against one thing and then uh, at uh, a random moment in time, suddenly about face on things. Uh, it was prevalent in the world of social media, and one of the things that, that I remember most is for the very longest time, you were anti nap it just did not jive with your schedule, with the way that you like to do things. And so you were very much somebody that did not enjoy naps, thought they were a big waste of time, didn't understand them. But as of late, you have become at least a little bit more of a fan to the word. No, of I still world. believe in all those things. I just don't have a choice because I'm so damn tired. <laughs> Because time is catching up with me. But you've realized you can function and maybe they serve some sort of purpose, yes? Uh, yes. I was surprised to find out that uh, a bunch of people do this on a regular basis. Like, you know, I I was never a napper until I started working morning shows in the world of radio. And then I was like, listen, this needs to happen. And then when the kids came along, naps were no longer an option. And so I've just kind of trained myself out of that. But still, every once in a while... I will feel the need for a nap, and I don't mind them. I think they're terrific, but 23% of the world uh, naps on a daily basis. That's a lot. It's a lot of people that are taking a nap yeah, every it's day. It's probably just Europe. Uh, but it was pretty French, interesting. Italians, they all do that. To know uh, where they do that, and apparently it's one of those deals where it's not like where somebody... Like, when you take a nap, AJ, do you full-on go into bed and take a nap? 
or is it something like you? Next thing you know, you're nodding off on the couch, like you know, uh, in full-on father mode. No, no, I can't. Uh, with my neck and stuff, it just uh, no, I can't just fall asleep on the couch. So you have to consciously go. It is nap yeah. time for me. I am yep. going into my bed and I'm taking a nap. And then, do you set an alarm or do you wake up when you wake up? Uh, I'll usually get woken up. Okay. So uh, you know, the wife's usually working through the day, so she'll uh, you know I don't want to sleep too long kind of thing uh, but yeah so i when during the week okay if i'm gonna take a nap like today i'll probably take a nap after i get done with my live remote broadcast at clarity credit union in middleton short little trip right there it's well, gonna banks be hot take out. it out of you famously yeah yeah exactly so uh but it'll be a shorter nap though when it comes friday i like to do what's called a guilt-free nap where i don't have to worry about you know getting up early the next day so i, I you know whatever Whatever happens, man. If I sleep for two hours, great. If I sleep for 20 minutes, fine. How long is your average nap, would you say? 45 minutes to an hour. Okay, okay. And and that's just in its natural kind of environment. You don't, you don't yeah. set any alarms or anything like that. But no matter what happens, usually the shorter the nap, the more alert I'm going to be when I wake up. But if I take like an hour and a half, a two-hour nap, man, when I wake up, it's just like I'm groggy and it takes me a while to get moving. So having too much sleep is a bad thing during the day. Yeah. Which was your ultimate fear about naps to begin with, I believe, if I yeah. remember correctly. Uh, is there a place, uh, like, see, I'm cursed. I cannot just sleep anywhere. I can't sleep on things that move for the most part. I can't fall asleep in particular areas. I've never had a chance to take a nap at a weird place, but you have crashed on this very floor in the studio at some point. Listen, uh, I was a young man. <laughs> well, Youngish. Younger, yes. Uh, but it, it, you sound like naps exclusively are in the bed. I have taken a nap on the couch before. I like I've like laid down on the couch, was watching something, and dozed off. That has happened. There's no doubt about it. But for the most part, I can't like sit down and take a nap somewhere where like I nod off. It's just not something that happens. Are you a nodder? Can you crash out anywhere? Like if you're driving someplace and like on a road road long no. road trip and you're not driving, can you crash out? Uh, yeah. Well, I used to be able to. I don't know. I haven't tried that in a while because I'm usually the one driving. That was my issue when we went on our road trip and we had such long, you know, clips. It's like I can't just fall asleep in a moving vehicle. I wish I could, but I can't. So to those of you that have napped, congratulations. To those of you that have napped in really weird places, like somebody said they napped on the toilet in a grocery store bathroom. That seems like bad news. Or like what drug addicts do. And then uh, some people say they've napped in the trunk of a car, uh, in the drive-thru waiting for food, which doesn't sound safe, on a horse, which sounds impossible. But for all of you that can nap in places like that, enjoy it. Sleep is a gift. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Streaming Dumbass is a gift as well for you. We'll see what Big J thought about Leave No Trace next on the (laughs) X-Rocks. Yesterday, right around this time, thanks to your text messages, a movie called Leave No Trace was selected. It was available for you to watch on Netflix. It is what Big J watched yesterday. Now we'll figure out what the hell it was about and if it was worth his time. Big J, Leave No Trace. Yeah, Leave No Trace stars uh, Ben Foster as Will and uh, Thomas McKenzie as Tom. And uh, she is uh, plays his daughter. And basically, uh, what's, what you have here is uh, Ben Foster's character. He is a, uh, a combat vet and is suffering from PTSD and raising a kid and homeless. And so they're living in uh, the park, uh, a national park right outside of Portland. And that's where we kind of find them at the beginning of this movie. And, uh, you know, living off, uh, you know, just kind of trying to keep a low profile that sort of thing and you know she is about 
13 or so so she's you know starting to get there and uh you see them uh go into town and he goes to the va to get some uh medical services get some medications and then he sells those medications for money so that they can buy food gotcha um, and uh, so it's it's kind of a rough uh, rough trade, and this is one of those things where this is a kind of movie that's you know uh, it's it's grounded and bound bounded in reality, man. So uh, it's it's not like uh, it's 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 uh, an action movie or anything like that. It's uh, it's real life stuff, and so uh, it's got those uh, that that kind of vibe to it. It's a really slow moving movie, and basically what you have is uh, she gets seen in, in the in the park by a, a, a hiker. And then the police get called because they're not supposed to be living in the park, right? Uh-huh. So they go and and they actually try to help them the best they can. Uh, try to get them into treatment, him into treatment, and and she is, uh, you know, he's been homeschooling her and she's pretty well educated, but uh, at the same time she starts to get to a point where she wants to try to live a normal life, and uh, so you have that issue that goes on between the two of them and their characters. So a lot of character development. Uh, and that it's a pretty slow-moving movie. And it puts me in quite a conundrum because uh, I think for the most part, it's a good movie. I mean, they give some pretty good um, you know, performances, but nothing groundbreaking. And it's just kind of like, man, you know? I mean, it's tough because it's obviously a, a real-life issue out there with post-traumatic stress disorder and the way it affects our veterans. And uh, a lot of the homeless people out there are veterans with PTSD so um, it's a real thing and, and I don't want to poo poo the whole thing but uh, it's just not something that uh, is my cup of tea and I think maybe you could address it in ways that would make it more interesting or even more kind of drawing you in because it's just uh, an hour and 50 minutes of not exciting and depressing <laughs> so you've often said you do not enjoy when real life makes its way into the movies well, and well, this is one of those that's situations. not necessarily true but but certain motifs in real it, life that makes you think about bad things <laughs> well i i mean it makes you bummed out and sad yeah i mean <laughs> listen there's there's not a lot of um redemption or even joyfulness that's in this movie it's all pretty much a dark depressing path and so there's no there's no hope in this movie, which is probably why I have had such a, pro- a problem with it. Yeah, you don't mind things being dark and troll as long as they have a happy ending. And this one, or did at least not. any hope of happy ending. <laughs> I mean, this essentially just tells a story, and it's like it's not any different than any other stories. You know what I mean? I just nothing really stand out stands out in this movie. Like, damn, this is great. So yeah, I can't. Uh, like some some other negative ninnies out there that uh, you know review movies uh, would probably say, "Leave no trace." We'll leave no trace on you. Move along. So it is not big J. Not approved. approved. Uh, okay, that is a movie that's on Netflix. Uh, did you recognize thanks, Ben Foster? Thanks, thanks for nothing, everybody. <laughs> uh, Having not seen his face, I think I have, but I but not in any. Okay, nothing that like you know struck you like, oh, I've seen this guy in this. He's been in several things, but uh, yeah, like I, I said, the X Men. I'm sure yeah. you. I know you saw him in X Men. You just don't remember him in X Men. But uh, yeah, at some point, he is one of those guys that's been in a lot of stuff. A very you know popular character actor, pretty good at what he does, and definitely is good at the you know rough stuff, the negative stuff. You said treatment. Is he also an addict, or is it just treatment for his PTSD? For the PTSD, okay. yeah, he's not an addict. So he doesn't have any other issues. He's yeah. just dealing with that, which is an issue in and of itself, for sure. Well, it is available on Netflix. It wasn't worth Big J's time, but you can decide for yourself. But it is not officially Big J approved. He says skip. Here's traffic. What did you chase that with? 
so that you were in something that you enjoyed, I imagine, afterwards. Uh, no, I, I didn't. I didn't. I, I just went to some, bed? Played some video games. I see. Well, that's something. Was that more enjoyable? No. I lost. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> Sounds like a depressing night in the VK yeah. house. Thanks, everybody. How about we? Well, the video games aren't your fault, everyone. Morning After with Nick and Big J. The internet is an interesting and often terrible place, Big J, and it's home to yet another scam that's going on. This one nationwide and involves very popular restaurants in every city in the country. Apparently, there is a new scam that is targeting restaurants in the United States using Google ratings as their weapons. Basically, it starts with the restaurant, and it's usually fairly successful and very popular starts leaving they get a bunch of one-star google reviews right for the restaurants with actual ratings attached to it so they start to lower the google review score for the restaurant then an email comes into the restaurant threatening to continue to leave bad ratings unless they're given a 75 dollars google play card damn now the message also tries to enlist sympathy saying quote we sincerely apologize for our actions would not want to harm your business but we have no other choice they often say they're in india uh, now, a $75 Google Play card, that amounts to basically three weeks' income for a family in some parts of India. So some of this stuff may check out. Now, what's happened is because it's not like a ridiculous amount of money that they're asking for, a lot of restaurants are paying up to watch these reviews go away. But what happens is that adds up over time, especially if it's a successful scam, and they think that they have netted a ridiculous amount of money from doing this, at least so far this year. Restaurant owners finally starting complaining to Google last month, which then removed the ratings, and uh, Google told the New York Times is currently investigating this. But it's a lot of harm done to a business that people are like, well, listen, do I just continue to take the hit, or do I just pay the 75 bucks and then it goes away? And it does. And so you start feeling like maybe it was a bargain. So the key to this scam is not asking for a ridiculous amount of money, but doing it to a ridiculous amount of businesses where it starts to add up over time. Here's the problem, too, is that what have we learned? We've learned that most people who rate things aren't doing so in a, in a manner that uh, uh, that is like, oh, man, I love this place. Right. Uh, that's pretty rare. I mean, I'll give an honest rating. I've given a lot of Google reviews and things like that. Uh, but, it, you know, we have a tendency to, uh, you know, use our uh, when we're angry or upset with some business for some reason. That's where these reviews come in, and I feel like it's just, uh, it's not a great system. No, it's a terrible system. Because it doesn't, uh, I mean, it's just, it just seems to not be a realistic view of how a, a, whether it be a restaurant or a doctor's office serves their customers. No, you're right. Uh, Every difference is individualistic, but I also will admit that those weigh heavily onto something, a business, a product, whatever, that I have zero experience with. I will take the median, the average, and I'll go to if there's something that is 4.5 stars and something that's 3.5 stars, and I'm unfamiliar with both, I'm almost always going to take the 4.5 star option. Perfect example. Like when I when I got diagnosed with diabetes, uh, and uh, my doctor had set me up with an endocrinologist. Uh, I went in uh, before I went to the, my appointment. I started looking at their Google reviews, and I was like, "Oh no, is this a terrible decision?" Because the repeated thing I kept seeing is that the doctor doesn't care, doesn't listen, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, "Oh, that's weird." They never get back to you, etc. I'm like, "That's bad," but I went in anyways, and what I found was complete opposite of that. And this doctor couldn't have been. 
more hands-on and more uh, concerned with my personal health than I think a lot of doctors would have been. So I'm glad, I'm so glad that I didn't listen to those reviews and, and just went ahead and used my instincts that I know that my doctor would not send me to some kook. Yeah, well, also, you're, you're a, you're a big-time local celebrity. You always remind me that not only should people treat you different, but they often do. Because your radio's Big J. I don't J. think I've ever said that. And that that's the kind of respect that you demand. So it makes sense. You're that right. The it should be that orders. way, but I haven't said that. Baker Mayfield is a quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, and he said yesterday he was shocked to learn that he wasn't part of the future fan plans of his team, the Cleveland Browns, who went out and got quarterback Deshaun Watson. But he does say that now that he is off the team, he has no animosity towards Cleveland. He's eager to get a fresh start with the Panthers. Of course, apparently there will be an open competition for that job between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, who will be the quarterback for the Panthers, according to the general manager. And we'll see where the season goes, but it will be Browns-Panthers week one. We'll see. It'll be an interesting matchup. No matter what, uh, what goes on there. Look at mature sure. Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I often, not often, but sometimes I feel like he got a bad rep. Like you know, oh yeah. The, he 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 had an awful year last year, but he also got hurt in week one and played injured, thinking he was helping the team by playing injured. And all it did was really hurt himself and his own stock. But when he has been healthy, all he also did was lead the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs and a playoff yeah. win, the AFC Championship. You know what I mean? I mean. He did some good things in his career, and he doesn't get a whole lot of probably because a lot of people didn't think he should have went number one overall uh, in the draft that he went number one overall, and so he has been battling that. And he does have some attitude issues, but he seems at least to me to have that stuff in check. I don't know. I wonder what uh, Baker Mayfield with a chip on his shoulder is going to be like. That I guess is my real question, and we'll get that I think if he gets the Panthers' starting job. Emmy Awards were announced yesterday. Shouldn't surprise anybody that HBO simply dominated the lineup with a couple of big shows. Uh, Succession had 25. That is the most nominated show in the Emmys. Uh, White Lotus, a show that we talked about earlier this morning, right behind it with 20. Ted Lasso also received 20 nominations. Uh, Hacks, which is another HBO show, which is actually very good. It got 17 nominations. And then Hulu's Only Murders in the Building, which we also talked about yesterday, ended up getting 17. 17 as well. Uh, also making history, a uh, couple of things. Squid Game uh, on Netflix, which is also a very good series, became the first non-English language series to ever be nominated for Best Drama. And Quinta Brunson, the creator and star of Abbott Elementary, uh, was also making history. She's the first black woman to earn three comedy nominations in the same year. That show is very popular and funny for NBC. Uh, also, the Emmys went on their way to uh, kind of honor some of the uh, stars that had passed on in the last year, Chadwick Boseman, uh, Norm MacDonald, and Jessica Walters all receiving Emmy nominations as well, even though they're no longer with us. So that will be a telecast on NBC in September. Do you have the animosity towards the Emmy Awards as you do the Oscars, or is that a little bit less? I know you don't have an interest very much, but no, you don't, you don't no. necessarily hold something against it if it's an Emmy winner like you do if it's an Oscar winner. Yeah, right? no, no, of course not. There's not the, is there, why? Is it because TV seems less pretentious no matter what? That's right. Uh, because they still lean towards the critics' darling stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, what we think are the funniest shows never win the comedy show since Seinfeld, yeah. you know? So, and even that, it lost to Frasier a bunch of times. Which, you know, whether you like Frasier or not, I think we can all agree that Seinfeld's a little bit funnier looking back right. on things. And so, they're not always right. They also happen to lean into the media darlings and the, the, the reward darlings as well. But just not as much as the Oscars for you. Yeah, my hatred of the Oscars is more out of convenience. 
How's from that? movies that I don't like. I as see. Opposed to because they lean towards the serious drama stuff yeah. as opposed to the action stuff that you like. I get it. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. The X rocks. Ladies and gentlemen, court is in session. It's another episode of Judge Big J. All rise. Thank you. I shouldn't have to say that myself, but no. Do you want us to be seated or no? You oh, stay standing. God. All right. Well. All right. Up, everybody. And just so you know, uh, this all has to do with a story over there in England. There is a court case being discussed right now, and I need to know if you rule in favor of the defendant or the prosecution. Got it, Big J? Yeah. Here's the case. 29-year-old Leon Gleed went to the store, a uh, supermarket is specifically in Britain there called Tesco, and he picked up a bag of wipes for his toilet paper needs. He's more of a wiper, the wet wipe kind of guy, than the toilet paper guy. Got it? Yeah, okay. And he started about three days later to have a really uncomfortable burning sensation around his rear end. And he couldn't figure out what the hell was going on, man. Yeah, he's got the hemorrhoids. I mean, I've got I've got the wipes. I've been using them for days. They're doing a great job. But then it ultimately occurred to him to take a closer look at the package of wipes. And he noticed the small print on the front of the package that said... Don't use on your butt. Quote, makes toilets sparkle. And it turns out the wipes he was using were for cleaning and disinfecting his toilet, not for cleaning and disinfecting his balloon knot. And so he had some real problems. I knew it. So now he is officially uh, attempting to take the supermarket to court and suing them because he wants them to change the packaging on the toilet wipes to make it clearer to customers. Now, in their defense, Tesco has responded with uh, that we were, while they're very sorry to hear about this gentleman suffering a nasty rash... Uh, the labeling on the package, they argue, is pretty clear, and it's as clear as possible for customers. They are called Toilet Sparkle Wipes. Uh, there is the, the font on the front of the package saying it makes Toilet Sparkle is, I'd say, from the naked eye, 16 points. You know, it's pretty readable and legible, in my opinion. And now where the point of contention becomes difficult is the uh, the biggest kind of, I guess font on the packaging says flushable because these are wipes that you can flush in yeah, the toilet. Right. And so that's where the gentleman said he got confused because usually they're non-flushable, the bleach, the cleaning stuff that you use. And so because he saw flushable, he automatically assumed they were you know, wipes for his backyard and he was wrong. His bum, however, probably never been cleaner, but its skin didn't react very well to the cleaning elements of course, which is why he's having some medical problems. So I ask you, Big J... Is this on him for not reading close enough and well enough, or should, in fact, the supermarket bear some sort of responsibility for their wives being used incorrectly? Please. No, this is uh, this guy's responsibility. It's all on him? Yeah. Especially if there is a warning on it. Regardless of uh, the, the size of the font, it's still there. And uh, because you made a mistake, an error shouldn't uh, be held against uh, the company for doing their due diligence to let people know, hey, this is for cleaning your toilet, not your butt. Right. It sounds like they did everything they should be doing, and this guy just either didn't take the time to read the package or just breezed by it and just made a mistake. Now, a painful one, one that probably is not a great one to make, but I don't think that's the supermarket's fault. Sounds like Judge Big J agrees with me. Yeah, 100%. Would you like to make the defendant pay for the lawyer's fees? Yes, yeah. So now you're charging I him? I mean, you were in discomfort for a couple days. I mean, what more could happen? Why do you deserve any kind of settlement? 
don't think he does. So uh, this ruling has yet to be handed down from the British courts, but just know uh, Judge Big J is the judge, jury, and executioner. Fake wig on right now. No, no, not at all, because you don't take this stuff seriously. (laughs) Morning after with Nick and Big J. With me today, I didn't know I needed. (laughs) There's your we're going to hell story. It is the X Rocks. It's Everlast, what it's like here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is official. Today is. National French Fry Day, Big J, as if we need a reason for us to shove French fries down our gullet. But you certainly will have one today if you want to use it as an excuse. And uh, it seems like everybody and their father when it comes to fast food is offering up some sort of deal today Mm -hmm. or maybe even for the rest of the week. But the catch is it's probably a smart idea to download whatever app of the place that you're going to if you want to take advantage of these deals. Uh, for instance, uh, you get free chicken fries at Burger King today with a three dollar purchase oh, as long as you fries. as long as you have the BK app. Uh, we've talked, of course, about the Del Taco fries, Big J. They have reward member fries for a dollar, smaller, medium cut fries with a purchase in the app that goes on today all the way through the end of the week. Uh, Carl's Jr. is offering fans the chance to receive free fries for the rest of the year. You just have to make an in-app purchase, and that will automatically register you for that, which they'll draw at the end of the day. Jack in the Box is offering two for $2 French fries through the app today. KFC is donating all of the sales of their French fries profits to uh, the KFC Foundation, which helps out employees that work for them. That's awesome. McDonald's is offering a free large order of fries through their app today only. No purchase necessary. You can just swing on through and get a free a bunch of t- the French fries to them. Wendy's has got free fries as part of Fry Week app deals that they're doing all the way this week. It started on Monday. You can still cash in through Friday. And finally, at least when it comes to Treasure Valley offers, Smash Burger is offering free Smash fries with the purchase of a cheesy caramelized onion smash. Today only. Uh, so you have that opportunity if you want to take advantage. So I ask you, Big J, you're not a huge French fry fan. You've gone on the record before. Yeah. But if you had to pick who gets your favorite in the fast food world of French fries out that's, there. Yeah, that's so tough. Yeah, I, um, I'm going to go. I'm a curly fry guy. I don't blame you. So I'm going to go with uh, Arby's. Uh, <laughs> I like Arby's curly fries. <laughs> Arby's curly fries are good. Jack yeah. in the Box curly yeah. fries are good. Uh, when it comes to regular fries, I used to like the old Wendy's fries before they changed them better than anything else. But since they changed them over to like the skin-on fries still, they've fallen down significantly on my list. I just think McDonald's is the best. See, that's weird. Currently. You hate the natural fries. That's I don't what hate I just, them. Yeah, you hate the ones that are just natural when they're just a potato that's been run through the potato slicer and then fry. No, I don't think there is such a thing as bad French fries. I don't like some French fries out there and I'd rather not have them, but like you're talking about my dislike for In-N-Out's fries as well as well, it the seems Wendy's like fries. The new Wendy's, yeah, those both have that in common. But I've got no problem with like when I make fries at home, they're skin on. I like the skin on fries that, that I like them. I just don't like the way those are prepared for whatever reason they may be. I, I'm not a real big fan. <laughs> but 
Uh, I will say that the best of the bunch, McDonald's usually wins hands down across the board, and there's nothing wrong with them. The fries are fantastic, especially when they're made fresh. So wherever you decide to go today, make your purchase on the app and pay attention because you could get some free French fries today, and you might as well cash in. Can we, can we have some free orders of carne asada fries somewhere? No, no. Yeah, let's do that. Maybe on carne asada day, and even then I don't think it'll ever be free. Traffic. You don't there want the 99 be. cent free. Uh, when's National Carne Asada Friday? Give me my $17 entree free, and then Big <laughs> J will come to the table. Give me my poutine. How about we go on the morning after with Nick and Big J? Tell you what, we as Americans, uh, when we get tired of something, we get tired of something real quick. Yeah. And guess what? Apparently, we are ready to move on from democracy. Oh, <laughs> no, you're right. But also, cable news networks. Uh, Americans over the last calendar year apparently have had it up to here. Uh, maybe it's because it seems like it's always on no matter what. But despite how omnipresent CNN, Fox News, MSNBC seem, know that these three networks collectively are down 19% in viewing in the last calendar year. Which is to say... After seeing all-time highs in the years 2018, 2019, and 2020, it started to realize that that may have been the peak of things that were going on. Despite what seems like a constant political landscape that heats up every single day, it seems like something new is going on that is either completely dividing or something that uh, seems like it can't actually be real. It appears that we have decided at least collectively to move on from that particular world. Now listen, there's still plenty of people watching these news channels. Make no mistake. It's not like nobody's watching anymore. But from the all-time high that it was to see it dip almost 20% to lose a fifth of its viewers in that amount of time makes it seem like, or at least has them worried, that that's not where we're going to get our news. Because listen, it doesn't matter where you get it from. You're still getting some sort of process filtered product. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Yeah, that's maybe that's good news. Yeah, maybe but they can adjust and be like, hey, maybe we should just give people the news instead of just trying to get a rating point. Here's my other side to that is it's not like there's a good alternative that everybody agrees on. Do you know what I'm saying? Like even if you're not getting your news from this filter product, odds are you're going to some website or you follow some people that are giving you another filter product of the news that does not necessarily just give you the facts. And whatever site you think you're going to that just gives you facts is certainly not doing that. They're giving you another filter of something. And so I'm not sure that there's a place that everybody can agree on. Uh, Like, you know, if there is a problem, this is a place that you can go. And until we get to that point, I feel like anytime you get news, somebody's giving you some sort of spit on it that either lines up with or is in direct contrast to whatever ideals you have to get whatever kind of reaction and interaction out of you, they can because that's what's currency to these places. None of these businesses, be it Fox, be it CNN, be it NBC, be it name the website, are doing any of this stuff for free. They're all for-profit businesses that want you to click and continue to interact with their product. 
And that's the end of the game. And so whatever gets that rise out of you is what they're looking for, period. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't necessarily believe that, uh, and this is the, uh, what I think has been a problem here in the last few years in particular, that I don't think any one of those organizations have a particular political agenda as everybody else does. I think they just want to make as much money as they can. And that means that they will pursue whatever stories they think are going to garner the most eyes and clicks. It's it's the so, way it's the way all media works this yeah. day, and that is, I'm not even a hundred percent certain that that they believe half the crap that that, no that they're spinning. Yeah, it's whatever will get them clicked and retweeted and quote tweeted and all this kind of stuff, and even the bad stuff still gets you views, still is part of the brand, and still gets you more recognizable, which is all these talking heads care about anyway. And so the second we can get over that then we're okay. I don't feel like that's coming anytime soon. At all. At all. And we're all just going to be in the same process of this and, you know, kind of figuring out other things until that happens. But uh, I believe it's a step in the right direction. But again, even if you're going to alternative sources for your news, you're still getting some sort of filter on it. It's just not as well known as the filter that our brands like Fox News, MSNBC, and CNN are branded with. Congratulations to Miggy Cabrera, Big J. He drove in the tying run and the go-ahead run, the Tigers' 7-5 win over Kansas City. Who cares, right? But Detroit Tiger fans. Yes, and if you're a fan of history as well, as Miguel Cabrera ended up tying Ted Williams for 14th place on the career RBI list, 1,838. Hank Aaron is the number one all-time RBI leader with about 2,300 RBIs. The only other active player in the top 100 list is Albert Pujols, but he's in third place with 2,170 RBIs. But this is famously his last season. He's not getting a lot of playing time for the Cardinals, so it's not like he's going to move up to number two anytime soon. But still, nice to see Miggy do a pretty good job for the Tigers. He's a hell of a player, has been for a long time. Big J, Joseph Quinn is the man of the moment. He, of course, is one of the stars of Stranger Things Season 4, probably the star of Stranger Things Season 4. Yeah. And he is doing everything he can to keep that kind of momentum going as he has been a part of several pop culture cons over the last couple of weeks, which makes sense. And he was at the London Film and Comic Con when there was an incident, Big J. See, Joseph Quinn is fairly popular. He was holding a meet-and-greet thing. And apparently the Comic-Con oversold his meet and greet, which meant that a bunch of fans were waiting for a very long time in order to meet Joseph Quinn. And he did not, by contractual obligations, have to meet everybody that signed up because the Comic-Con oversold it. But he stayed late. He met every single person that signed up for the, the actual meet and greet. He went Eddie. And he went out of his way to make sure everybody who wanted to meet him got a chance to meet him. And so he was at a Q&A yesterday when a fan named Kimberly Burroughs raised her hand to ask him a question, and he said that, uh, she said, quote, I'm sure a lot of us haven't heard what happened yesterday, and we don't know whether it's true or how you were treated, but I just wanted to say thank you from all of us. We're grateful for your sharing your time. She, of course, is a blind artist. She had a service dog, and she said, hey, thank you very much for you know staying late so that you could see me special because she had special accommodations that need to be made for her to be seen, and he hung out with her dog for a while, and she said that it was really cool to be able to meet him still, even though he didn't have to, and he started crying on stage, Big Jay. You know what? What a baby. <laughs> Wait, that was supposed to be him being a very nice guy and oh, a sensitive yeah. man, you see? Oh, yeah. And, and making sure he's spending time with his fans so that you know Joseph Quinn's a real one. But, yeah, I suppose that's a take you can have. You can call him out for crying on stage like a little tiny baby. 
but it seems like he was doing right by the fans and doing things the right way. Uh, so I guess he was being yelled at by the organizers too. It sounds That's like the, the, uh, the people, part. like he was taking too much time with some people and they wanted to keep the, the line moving because they had a ton of people. And it sounds like, yeah, they weren't treating him very nicely at this whole thing either. So uh, apparently he uh, wanted to just treat every fan with yeah. respect. So Don't yell at the star. Good for him. That's right. He's the star. Talent. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and how about a nice morning after prize package? I say that's a fantastic idea. We've got tickets to Pop Evil. Uh, They're coming to town August 6th. That's a Saturday night, folks, uh, out at the Knitting Factory. We'll get you set up with those, and we'll hook you up uh, with some tickets to uh, Battle of Bands, which is uh, happening here in uh, just a couple weeks at the Rev Center. Looking for a a band to open for. X-Fest 22. So, we'll get to this if you can beat Nick in Pop Culture Smackdown. Our phone number 208-287-1003 if you'd like to check out the shows. All you gotta do is answer some pop culture questions, right? Let's see if we can pull that off to the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hello, this is Jake. Alright, Jake, you're up first. Good luck. The pilot of the Millennium Falcon is a pilot in real life rated to fly both fixed-wing aircraft and helicopters. What's his name? Oh, um, I don't know. You don't know who flies the Millennium Falcon? Who flies? Oh, wait, no. Um, that's, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Captain Kirk. No. Wrong. Incorrect. Sorry, sir. Hello, the X. Hey, what's up? What's up, man? <clears throat> hey. Dream living. All right. Well, hey, man, uh, here's your uh, first question. This pilot of the Millennium Falcon is a pilot in real life rated to fly both fixed-wing aircraft and helicopters. The actor. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah, Nick, match this Harrison Ford line with the proper movie, okay? Fun. Get off my plane. Uh, Air Force One. Right. Right. Harrison Ford just wrapped up filming the fifth installment of this whip-wielding archaeologist character. That one's to you, sir. Yeah. Indiana Jones? There you go. Right. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Nick, uh, Ford has been nominated for only one Oscar in his time uh, in a role. For which movie? What was the movie that he scored an Oscar nomination? Okay, I got two movies that popped into my head. One is Mosquito Coast. The other is Regarding Henry. I am going to say Regarding Henry. That is incorrect. Son of a Wrong. biscuit. Can I get a witness? A witness! Right. Crap. Good job, man. Congratulations. Tickets to Pop Evil are yours. So are tickets to the X-Fest Battle. The van's coming up July 29th at the Rev Center. Please hold on. We'll get some information from you. Happy birthday to Harrison Ford. Well done. 80 years old today. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines next to the X-Rocks. Big J. Headlines brought to you by Clarity Credit Union. Big J going to be out at the Clarity Credit Union in Middleton on Wednesday. That's uh, today, noon to 2 p.m., 3 West Main Street is where you can find it in Middleton. That's where Big J is going to be because it is Clarity Member Appreciation Week. There's going to be free ice cream. 
from Scoop Boise, raffles, including tickets to go check out and gift certificates to Rolling Springs and Wahoos and stuff from the X-Rock stock. So check out uh, Clarity Member Appreciation Week. It begins today, noon to 2 p.m. in the Clarity Credit Union Middleton branch. And if there's anybody that knows anything about uh, member appreciation, it's Big J. So come on out there and enjoy the fun beginning today. Headlines are as follows. That's no fish. Thanks, Indy. And interested? That's no fish. A federal judge ruled yesterday that Subway can be sued for the contents of its tuna products, Big J, because uh, some have claimed that it's actually made with chicken, pork, and cattle, and not a whole lot of tuna involved in it. The class action lawsuit says the chain's tuna doesn't measure up to their claims. Subway has defended its tuna and argues that cross-contamination from other meats in the little like meat section could account for the other ingredients found by the independent testing, but they stand by their tuna. Agree or disagree, Big J? I mean, I don't, I don't think I would believe it. <laughs> uh, have you ever had the tuna no! sub at Subway? No. Are you a tuna fan? No. Do you like tuna salad, tuna fish? Uh, no. Okay. No. Is it where you draw the line because it's too fishy or you just don't like... Yeah, I think... Or maybe it was something I had a lot as a kid and hated it. Yeah, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. But I, I'm not I'm not trusting Subway with this. You believe there are other claims, just not their tuna fish one? I, I, okay, I don't believe Subway whenever they say anything. Oh my god. I had a kid work there, okay? <laughs> so I know the behind... So they wronged you and your family. I get it. Thanks, Indy, or interested interested a giant nuclear powered flying hotel complete with a gym swimming pool and all sorts of stuff is set to carry 5,000 passengers to unparalleled luxury and you could be one of them big j the new ai piloted sky cruise ship plans to remain airborne for months at a time while also docking to take on new passengers or drop off anybody that was on board it's a hybrid between a plane and a hotel, which has 20 engines powered by nuclear fusion. Whoa. It is designed to never land unless it absolutely has to. The gentleman who created this detailed mock-up of the monster aircraft says the nuclear-powered sky cruise could be the future of transport. It's designed to run 24-7 all the time and adds that running repairs would be uh, carried out in flight as well. And when asked how many people would be able to fly with this gigantic plane, uh, the creator said uh, all sorts of stuff. He thinks it'll be fully autonomous. It's still in the design stage, but he is looking for passengers that are interested in his maiden voyage. And so for just $50,000, Big J, you could be on the first ever never landing flying hotel. Any I, I am going to skip the first journey, okay? Feels like a Hindenburg situation here. Hindenburg mixed oh, no, in no, with the, way. the Titanic. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, anything that's never designed to land feels faulty. Right now, we're, I don't feel like we're there yet. We may. Also, like, you know, you have to agree that you're basically flying on a gigantic nuclear bomb nonstop. Also. Well, it's just like I would be, you know, similar to any of the you know ships in the United States military, that sort of thing. I mean, that they've proven that to be safe. But, uh, yeah, it's being up in the air the whole time. Seems weird, right? Yeah. But I love the, you know, the forward thinking, the future. Sure, sure. I hope it works. I mean, it's expensive. Let's pollute the earth up there. (laughs) Yeah, take that. Wrap it up with thanks, Indy. Uh, Catholic practitioners can rejoice knowing that a sacred relic is now safe. 
The piece, which is known as the Shang, is set to contain blood, blood droplets of Jesus' blood, Big J. Oh, boy. The I'm item was drinking. stolen on June 1st. Do not drink Jesus' blood. Unless it's wine, then it's all good. The thief appears to have experienced remorse and then returned the item to Detective Arthur Brand's doorstop. Uh, of all the art stolen worldwide, only about 5% comes back, so they think something must have happened to scare the person that decided to steal Jesus' blood straight. Maybe a trip to hell. Do not pass go would have done it. So, the relic appears to be intact, unharmed, and it's been turned over to authorities, so another Jesus mystery solved. Big J must feel pretty good. Ta-da! Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the things you need to know. New music from Nothing More. Tired of winning here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Anybody that has the sense of touch can understand how hot it's been over the last couple of days. But what you may not think about, Big J, is our four-legged friends that we give belly rubs to, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it gets hot as hell on uh, those uh, solid surfaces. So asphalt and uh, concrete and those sort of things absorb the heat. Uh, even when it's a nice day, man, like 77 degrees, that uh, that asphalt... Asphalt and concrete can reach uh, upwards of 125 degrees Fahrenheit. So uh, that will uh, hurt your little pod friend uh, drastically. And as the temperatures rise, I mean, it's really bad. So this is a reminder that that it, it's it's not great to have them walking out on that sort of stuff. And you should take precautions. Maybe don't go for a walk. Go to walk, go out walking with your dog earlier in the day. Uh, before or later it gets at night. Hot. Later I mean, at gets, night. Yeah, like 930 or something. And stay, try to stay on the grass and those sort of things. But yesterday, Nick, I get a message from the wife, uh, and and she's uh, on Prime Day doing the Amazon thing, <laughs> and she's like, "Hey, should we get these booties for uh, for Lincoln? Because Lincoln is the puppy in the house." And I'm like, "Booties? What the hell are you talking about?" And they're like shoes for dogs. Yeah, they're and called like, like dog boots. Yeah, right? yeah. Send me a picture, and I look. I'm like, no dog is gonna put these on. Well, you'd like, have to put it, them on. Yeah, you, I, I understand. I wasn't expecting the dog to put them on themselves. <laughs> Go get you. But, I mean, sometimes this, a bandana and stuff or even a harness is hard enough to get onto a puppy, uh, let alone a regular uh, animal sometimes, because uh, they don't know what this is for. And uh, I just can't imagine <laughs> dog dog booties uh, getting all four of them on and um, using them. Well, yeah, not only that, but also feeling comfortable in them. I mean, one of the things, it's like kitten mittens from all of a sunny Philadelphia. I mean, they'll just walk very strangely because... Because they're not used yeah. to having things on their their feet, and you've seen the videos, I'm sure, of dogs in boots and shoes. So it is good that you're being sensitive about making sure your dog is comfortable. But also, yes, it's probably not going to work like you think. They're yeah, gonna work. You, use some practicality. And no, we didn't order the <laughs> oh, dog. Didn't? No, okay, no. Sometimes things are done without your permission, and they just show well, up. I don't need. It doesn't need to be permission. I'm just like this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Uh, they'll just get returned anyways. Um, so, you know, that part is something to think of. Also, hey, I mean, uh, it's hot. Don't If you see an animal left in a vehicle, uh, please uh, call Animal Care and Control 208-343-3166. Uh, this point in time, uh, today and the next few days, and it's going to be 100 plus out. I mean, that's a that's a, a death sentence right there for an animal or, you know, a young child. So keep on the lookout for those sort of things and have 
have that kind of phone number in your speed dial so you don't do something really stupid i mean i know i get angry when i see that happening and i want to you know get in there and and break that thing open and fight somebody but that is not the way to go about it uh try to follow the rules unless it's an emergency situation yeah this is the kind of time where even though you know you don't like it and there's could be some separation anxiety it's better for the pets and to be at the comfortable house than it is to be in the yeah. car while you're out running errands because it's not good to be stuck in that car at this particular time morning after with nick and big J. gonna give you a chance to win something with some bad impressions those are next on the x rocks <laughs> Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Hey, Bad Impressions is brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. More than just Subaru, they're the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore. And we have a nice morning after prize package here for you. Uh, tickets to Pop Evil, they're coming to town on August 6th. That's a Saturday night, folks, at the Knitting Factory. <clears throat> so we'll get you set up with those tickets. And then uh, we have got a Battle of the Bands happening at the Rev Center on July 29th. Uh, looking for the opener for X-Fest 22. So Life Upon Liars, We Were Giants, Roses Are Dead, Basement, and Artificial Aliens all vying for your vote. So if you win this ticket, you get to go and make a vote and you will decide. So you should figure out bad impressions and you get all this 208 287 1003 all of it very prices righty of you thank you if you would like to play big j's got three clues they all revolve around somebody pretty famous figure out who that famous person is and look at you going to a couple of things on us let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant hello the x good morning how are you morning man what's your name Morgan. All right, Morgan, you're up first. Good luck. Seems Robert Rodriguez enjoys casting me as a bartender in movies like Desperado and From Dusk Till Dawn. Uh, next one. For five seasons, I was Inspector Joe Dominguez as Don Johnson's partner in Nash Bridges. Uh, Teach. Teach Martin. There you go. Yeah, Teach good Mary. job, man. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those tickets. Uh, Morgan, well done. What was clue three for fun? I'm one half of Cheech and Chong. <laughs> that would have done it, I hope. Yeah. Uh, why is Cheech Marin in the news? Uh, happy birthday to Cheech, uh, Cheech Marin. He is uh, celebrating his birthday today. You know how old he is? Uh, he's Well, I mean, we did Tommy Chong not yeah. too long ago, who was in his late 70s. So, Cheech, 76? 76. All boom. Right. On the on the button. And uh, he's been busy. I guess there was a Nash Bridges TV movie, which I did not <gasps> see. Was there? Uh, that was in 2021. Oh, no. Um, and uh, he's got a couple things coming up here that are in post-production. So, we'll see uh, him in a few more things. Will you, though? I don't know. We'll see. One Will of them's called Shotgun Wedding. So, it's got shotgun in, so you might yeah. check it out. Yeah. Nothing if not predictable. Happy birthday, Cheech. Hopefully it is a fantastic one. Uh, and uh, maybe just maybe he'll be back in the Robert Rodriguez verse. Maybe he'll be in the new Spy Kids. Who knows? Probably. That's a bartender. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. Rest in peace. It's going to do it for the morning after with Nick and Big J on this particular Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's always appreciated. Big J watched it. He soaked it all in, but said, you know what? I'm not really that interested to Leave No Trace and could not approve the movie that's available for you to watch on Netflix if you're so inclined. We did get some nap secrets from Big J, however, which was always very nice. Also got a decision from Judge Big J and we're going to hell and that uh, if you use uh, bleach wipes to wipe your butt instead of actual flushable wipes, it's your own fault, not the store's fault. Because they made the clear marketing uh, decision to put it on there that you should not use them on your body and this person did anyway. 
And we got a chance to remind you that if you want to hang out with Big J, there's an opportunity to do that today, noon to 2 p.m., the Clarity Credit Union in Middleton. It is time to celebrate Clarity Member Appreciation Week. There's going to be a bunch of prizes out there, raffles and free ice cream, as well as some cool stuff from the X-Rock stock. So swing up by today, noon to 2 p.m., the Clarity Credit Union in Middleton to hang out with Big J. And that leaves you with the floor, sir. This is bad news, man. Uh, as uh, <laughs> automakers looking for ways to get more of your money, Nick, uh, and BMW is... Uh, doing uh, something like that in uh, currently uh, in South Korea, the UK and South Africa, a subscription for you to be able to use the heated seats in your car. Hey, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want your heated seats to work and your heat to work? It's $18 per month, man. $18 a month? Yeah. How do they have the ability? Well, I guess everything's yeah. a smart car, right? I guess yeah. they have the ability to turn uh, it off. If you want your steering wheel to be heated, that's another 12 bucks. Oh my God! So, uh, or if you want, you can just uh, you can prepay those when you buy the car for three years or unlimited term up front. <laughs> These jerks! Everything's a subscription service now. Yeah, I hate it. I will say this, however, <laughs> as somebody that never had heated seats until I bought my my new car, uh, they are fantastic in the winter time. They are. I've never had a heating steering wheel, so I don't know what that's like. But I've definitely had heated seats, and they are a game changer in the winter. I, I will say. I, w- I wish my car had one because uh, it's great for my back. It, it helps with the sure. back and the blood flow. And I, but I also wish there. W- I had the cooling version because uh, that way I don't get all sweaty back. I, I don't. I don't know if they make the cooling version. Yeah, if they do, it's. They do. Out, I've never had it. I will say this though. I, I wonder as much as I like it. If somebody were to say to me, it's going to be eighteen dollars a month for you to continue that, I'd probably tell them. As much yeah, as I enjoy I'm them. Yeah, I'm buying the car. Yeah. It comes with a car. Now, if they say you can't turn on your heat for $18, now we're going to have to have a fight. And that's no well, good. Well, now I just don't go buy some other car. I need this car. <laughs> okay. Well, that's because you're, again, the, the big celebrity Big J, as we talked about right. this before. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for us. We will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. Jason Drew's next. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.